Thank you, Thorne. Good evening, everybody. Merry Christmas to all of you. My name is Travis Fletcher. I'm the pastor of Bethany East Side, and I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed. The last time I wore this tie to church, I had people kind of joke with me, make some comments about, okay, why are you wearing a tie that has mistletoe on it? So I want to clarify, this is not mistletoe, it's holly. Mistletoe usually has white berries, and if you think it's mistletoe, just let me encourage you, like, please get your mind out of the gutter. Like, let's just not go there. Uh, I was on a walk earlier this week, and I encountered this uh, beautiful sculpture in downtown Kirkland. Many of you have seen this. This is called The Homecoming, and it's from an artist named Stanley Bielfeld. It was made in 1992. It's made out of bronze. How many of you have seen this statue down in Marina Park? It's great. It is dedicated to those families that also serve. Let's show the next slide, because it's a bit of a close-up of this shot. It's actually a very powerful statue to take in. It's a sailor coming home from a deployment. It's a powerful embrace of a family, of a husband and a wife, mom and a dad, and a child. Someone uh, decided to dress up the child with a stocking cap, which I thought was a lovely gesture. The father is in his sailor's uniform. You know he has just come off of duty and he is home to see his family. The mother, her, her mouth is kind of open in maybe in awe, in surprise, in, in a little bit of shock, I would imagine, and relief that he's finally home. Uh, one of my favorite details, if you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see this. The father's hand kind of reaches around below his wife's back, kind of in the mid-back, and his son is reaching up, and his hand is gripping his father's arm tightly. It's a beautiful embrace. And what is implied in this picture is that there was a time when this family could not be together. There was a time when they had to be apart. There was a time when our church family had to be apart. And not so long ago, the congregations both at Inglewood and at Bethany, we could not be together in person. It was not time for us yet. And thankfully, God's allowed us to rejoin our fellowship and to be in person for worship again. It's been great. But I want to highlight this about this image, is that there has been a cost in the time away. There has been a period of darkness. Maybe uh, this sailor, maybe he's gone off to war. I mean, maybe he has seen frontline combat. Maybe it was just simply military maneuvers. But regardless, he was away from his family. He was on the high seas. He may have been gone for months. His family felt the danger. He felt the danger. And now, in this moment, in their embrace, in their enfolding each other in their arms, there is this, this peace, this relief, this rest. For many of us, Coming into the sanctuary for worship, there is this peace and this rest. And maybe this is your first time here, and if so, welcome. I hope you feel the peace of Jesus. I hope you feel the rest of Jesus while you are here. I hope we can all just take a deep breath with our masks on and be in the presence of the Father who wraps His arms around us. Now, to truly appreciate their story, we would have to know, like, what conflict and, and where were they and how long were they apart, and it would really help our hearts savor it. But I can tell you the backstory of the passage that Thorne just read for us. We know that the people of Israel, those who were walking in darkness, as Ryan and his family read for us a while ago, the darkness was nearly complete around them. 
The people of Israel had been conquered. Actually, before they were conquered, they had been thrown out of their home country. They were refugees. They were wandering. They were persecuted. It was a dark time for their family and for their history. Their temple, their sacred place of worship had been torn to the ground. And then slowly over time, they'd returned. They'd been rebuilt. They had lost a sense of their identity. They were surrounded by a culture that was antithetical to their beliefs and their practices of worshiping the one true God. And they had lived in 400 years of silence. They had not heard from God. There had not been prophecies. There had not been new revelations from God. And if you are a people who are used to having a dialogue, a living relationship with God, that silence is painful. It is excruciating. So they are truly a people walking in darkness. And then by the miracle of God, I won't read this for us, but in Luke chapter 1, God breaks that silence twice. He speaks to Zechariah, a priest in the temple, who is related to a woman, Mary, the mother of Jesus. The silence of 400 years is broken. An angel comes to Mary, and she says things to her, he says things to her that are just staggering. He says, Mary, you're not even married yet, but you're going to have a baby. Oh, okay, I'm going to have a baby. Okay, great. And he's going to be the Son of the Most High. He's going to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the things that we declared earlier when we heard the passage from Isaiah, He will be the Prince of Peace. His kingdom will never end. That's a, that's a pretty good way to break 400 years of silence. And this description of this moment when her baby is finally born. It is so sparse, and yet it is so beautiful. I'll, I'll read for us from the New Living Translation, because I just love the way that it's put together. And while they were there, while they, the Holy Family, the family of Jesus, or family of Mary and Joseph, while they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. Is this the Son of God? Yes. Is this Mary's son? Yes. Are they linked together for the rest of their lives? Yes. And she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. I love that the translators put the word snugly in there. Isn't that just a great Christmas word? Maybe you're going to go home and wear your snuggie. This is different than a snuggie. This is snuggly. If you've got a snuggie at home, I know you're ready to run home to it. Believe me. And their hearts rejoice because of what has unfolded. God has kept His promises. A baby has been born. And they rejoice. One of the great privileges that I have as a pastor is to go and meet new babies. Now, obviously, in the before times, before COVID, this was when it was really more prominent. But I would be invited by families when they had babies, hey, come to the hospital. We're in room such and such. We'd love for you to just to come sit with us and meet our baby and pray with us. You guys, that is, that is a deeply held honor for me. To be welcomed into the room where something miraculous has happened. To sit with a family, whether it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth kid, who knows. And to be in their presence and to hold a new life. To hold a newborn child. What a gift. I finally got to do that again. A family from our church had their son earlier this month. They live literally two blocks east of here. I didn't even have to follow a star. Like, it was just right there. And I walked to their house, and I sat with them. Or I was in the front yard with them. This is what I've done in COVID. When people have had babies, I've said, hey, can I come over, and can I say hello to you from your front yard? I want to keep distance. I want to keep you all safe. And this family, because they're just awesome, 
they said to me, I'm wearing my mask, we're in the front yard, they said, would you like to hold our son? Man, after two years of not holding a baby, boy, did that touch my heart. Boy, did I feel that sense of peace and of joy. And I remembered when my children were born. And I believe that that feeling that those of us who are parents and grandparents in this room, we know all too well, that peace, that rest, that sense of, oh, this is a new life. This is a good thing. That was pouring out of God the Father in this moment. So the family of Jesus is finally together. They are finally home. Let's show that picture again of the sailor's family. They are finally together. They are finally home. How about you? How about us? We have been through a season of great darkness, have we not? It is not over yet, friends. It's not. But we are making our way through this. Have you felt this rest and this peace in these moments of worship together? I really hope you have. I certainly have. Have you felt the Father wrap your arms around you when you have faced particular moments of darkness this last year? I mean, we'll just begin with maybe the hardest. Have you lost someone you love to this terrible disease, to this pandemic? Do you feel those arms of care and love that the Father extends? Because they're there. If you would embrace Him, they're there. How about the lost time, the lost vacations, the lost high school reunions, the lost moments of joy, the sense of safety of even walking into the grocery store? These are losses that are real. And yet our Father's embrace does not change. We lost jobs. We lost careers. Entire industries have been decimated. Our kids lost 11 months of school, if not more. They lost friends. They lost social development. The darkness has been real. The people have walked in darkness. You have walked in darkness. I have walked in darkness. We did not choose it. But here is a choice that we can make. the arms of the Father to embrace you, for Him to wrap you up and welcome you home. This is our family tonight. Look around. These people are your family now because we've gathered in worship. And if you've come here tonight or if you're joining us online, make no mistake, God has a desire for you in His family. If you would embrace Him, if you would embrace this place of belonging, And in the church, God can hold together this joy and elation of being back together like this family in the sculpture, and He can hold together your pain and your disappointment and your anger and your fears and your uncertainties about the future because He is God and because there's no one like Him. And the Lord who came as a helpless baby, the Prince of Peace, the captain of our ship, He is with us if we would only receive it, if we would only say, Jesus, I've tried doing things on my own. It hasn't turned out very well for me. Would you, would you come? Would you comfort me? Would you wrap your arms around me and bring me safely home? That is his desire for you and for me, friends. And there is no greater opportunity to be surrounded by his warmth and his love and his beauty than right now at Christmas. So thank you for being here this evening. Please join me in prayer. Jesus, we're grateful for your word and we're grateful for your comfort.
we would be remiss if we didn't uh, thank you for those who have served. Our country who have served in our military, who serve us as first responders, who serve in hospitals. They have courageously walked through the darkness of this season. And each of us is blessed by their service. Thank you. We pray that as we continue in worship that we would feel your arms around us. That embrace, that homecoming. Lord, we are undeserving of it, but pour out your joy into us now as we enter more fully into this moment of worship with you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.